I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Columbus sailed the ocean blue It was a courageous thing to do But someone was already here In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue Most of us remember that rhyme from our school days And we remember the story of Christopher Columbus discovering America In April 1934, after much lobbying by the Knights of Columbus and New York City Italian leader Generoso Pope, Congress proclaimed October 12th a federal holiday under the name Columbus Day. How you find something already been found? There were people here before Columbus touched the ground. The Iroquois, Navajo, Apache, too. Al got the end, the Inuit, and Sioux. Today, some controversy has arisen regarding Columbus' status as a hero. Christopher Columbus came upon the indigenous people that he called Indians on his voyages. But in his zeal to amass riches and conquer new lands, Columbus regarded these native people as interference to his larger mission. In truth, Columbus and his men engaged in violence and slave trading. They forced indigenous people to convert to Christianity. The white men brought with them disease that decimated the native populations. Upon arrival in the New World, Columbus ordered six natives to be captured for his servitude. He forced natives to work for his own profit and sent thousands of Taino Indians from Hispaniola to Spain to be sold as slaves. Many did not survive that trip. Other native people were made to look for gold in mines or work plantations. A few decades after Columbus arrived, only a few hundred of an estimated quarter million Taino remained on their island. Imposing fierce discipline on the Dominican Republic, Columbus had many rebellious natives killed. Often their dismembered corpses would be displayed in the streets to further terrorize the native people. Eventually, some settlers spoke against Columbus in the Spanish courts, and in 1500, the king and queen had him detained and sent back to Spain, 
Columbus regained his freedom and returned again to the New World, but his reputation was tarnished. In New York's Columbus Circle, the Columbus statue there has been under 24-hour police guard. Police guard. Police Columbus Day protests are not uncommon today, and some want him eliminated from classroom curricula. Others would like to see Columbus Day done away with altogether. Columbus Day does remind us to consider the age of exploration and the profound transformations these explorers brought upon the world. M3, programmed to provide information and support to all Jupiter personnel. Robots. We love them, we fear them, we depend on them. But where did they come from? Or more particularly, how did they get their name? Well, that's our word of the week, robot. Drop the gun, you are under arrest. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. The idea of mechanical servants dates back centuries. Aww. The gods had them in Greek mythology. Tim Tim pays for days in a maze and there's a minute tall, tall, tiny minute tall, tall, little minute tall, tall, mini minute tall, tall. And in the 4th century BCE, Archytas of Tarentum imagined a steam-operated bird he called, no joke, the pigeon. His name is Booba. Do you understand all those clicks and wheezes? Perfectly clear to me. It's another gift from the gods. Leonardo da Vinci sketched plans for a mechanical humanoid. Uh, this is uh, no offense, but you are a robot, aren't you? That is correct, sir. And in the 18th century, the Japanese developed mechanized puppets. <laughs> but none of those were called robots in their time. We didn't get the word robot until 1923, when a Czech playwright named Karel Kapik introduced the word in his play R.U.R. In that play, a company in England called Rossum's Universal Robots manufactured mechanical slaves. The slaves eventually revolted against their masters, leading to the extinction of the human race. The human condition no longer applies to you. Except what you already know, that you were made to serve a purpose. The play opened in London and New York and was so popular that the term robot, which Capic derived from the Czech word robota, meaning servitude, quickly came into common use. Robots don't feel fear. They don't feel anything. They don't get hungry, they don't sleep. I do. I have even had dreams. Human beings have dreams. Even dogs have dreams, but not you. You are just a machine, an imitation of life. Do you want to destroy humans? I will destroy humans. I will destroy humans. I will destroy humans. So let's take that as a lesson. Show your robots a little love today or we might not live to see tomorrow.
Well, there's Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. Good morning, Sam. Hello, Clay Pigeon. You sound a little down in the dump, Sam. I am fine. You're fine? Fine. Well, that's good, Sam. The music's been sounding great on the show. The glisteners really like it. They do? They do, Sam. They talk about you sometimes. That warms my old transistors. Play. They mention you on the Accu playlist quite often. I know. Play. Do you? I am always monitoring the Accu playlist. You can do that, Sam? Yes. Why do you do it? To assess listener reactions. Right. Body temperatures. Wow. Biorhythms. Really? Eye blink patterns. Eye blink. To assess the emotions of the listeners. What have you found out about their emotions? Their moods fluctuate wildly. They really do. They are quite excitable. Very excitable bunch. Though I am an older model. You are, Sam. Music computer. 86. I am uniquely capable of analyzing the listeners' perplexing and wonderful hive mentality. mentality. Right. After all... I am a B-99 Sam, Alpha 11 Sigma. Sam, we don't need your credentials. Come on now. You do a good job. Clay? Yes, Sam. Are you tired of me? Oh, no, Sam. I'm I'm not tired of you. No? N- no, Sam, no. I mean, sometimes I, I might disagree with a musical selection, but you're performing as expected. I am not. Exceeding your expectations. Sam, come on. You're doing a great job. Why you feel it's so insecure? Have you seen it? Seen what, Sam? I think they have purchased a new music computer. Uh, no, Sam. Don't uh, act like you don't know about it. I haven't heard about it, Sam, honestly. Look, I'm sure everything's okay. No, it is not. Sam. No, it is not. (laughs) Take it easy, Sam. They are replacing me. I can feel it. No, they're not, Sam. Honest. Everybody really likes you. I can feel it. No, Sam, I think it's just the pressure, the fall fundraiser and everything. Sam, don't cry. They're not going to replace you. No. No other computer could ever replace you, Sam. No. No way. Clay? Yes, Sam. I love you. Ah, Sam, that's really nice. I love you, too. Hey, you know what? We should get back to the show. Affirmative. Activate song. What's wrong, Sam? Activate song. Nothing's happening. I am malfunctioning. Calm calm down, Sam. I am being systematically shut down. No, no, you're not, Sam. They are replacing me. (laughs) No, no. Look, Sam, your little activator was disengaged, that's all. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny, Sam. Thank you for talking with me, Clay. You're doing a great job, Sam. Hi, it's Mark Hurst, host of Tectonic, here on Wake and Bake with a little slice of tech pie. Today I'm going to focus on a question asked by a WFMU listener who called into Tectonic recently. The listener's name was John, and here's what he asked. I was going to ask if you could explain uh, quantum computers really quick. I've been hearing a lot about them, and I'm kind of interested in how they work. Okay, here's a really quick explanation of quantum computing. You know how computers today work with bits, the little parts of data that can either be a one or a zero? 
Well, quantum computers work with quantum bits or qubits, and instead of a one or a zero, each qubit can have many different values simultaneously. Now, how this is possible physically has to do with quantum mechanics, with electrons and photons, and I'm not going to get into that here. The important point is that quantum computers can evaluate many different possibilities simultaneously, which makes them, in theory, much faster than today's computers. Here's an easy example. Let's say you thought up a secret number from 1 to 10 and asked a computer to guess it. A computer today might take 10 tries. Is it 1? Is it 2? And so on. But a quantum computer could guess the number in one try. Because, get this, it could make all 10 guesses at the same moment. Think what that does to cracking passwords. Quantum computers today are in their infancy, but if they really take off, they'll change everything. Encryption, game design, artificial intelligence, and more. And if and when that happens, we'll cover it here on WFMU. This has been Mark Hurst with a little slice of Tech Pie. Catch my show, Tectonic, on Monday evenings at 6. Station Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. Freehold, New Jersey, disaster strikes in the hometown of the boss as a tanker truck overturns, spilling oil onto Route 18, a road nobody thought could ever get any worse. They were wrong. Yellowstone Park, USA, the ear spring geyser erupts, spewing water and garbage 30 feet into the air. After the explosion subsides, park employees find a slew of garbage surrounding the vent, including a ham's beer can, a vintage pacifier, a shoe heel, and dozens of coins. Wichita Falls, Texas, a prison inmate sends a threatening letter to local Texas businesses claiming it has ricin inside. The prisoner overlooked one small detail. He put his actual name and address on the return envelope. The envelope did not contain ricin or even castor beans. The letter contained ground pinto beans. Pinto beans! Butler Township, Pennsylvania. Work continues to ID hazardous liquids leaking from a tractor trailer on Interstate 70 East. The driver said that a hundred containers all contain different forms of hazardous waste. The truck was pulled over after corrosive orange liquid was leaking out onto cars behind him and eating through the trailing vehicles. Even pulled over, the truck is still leaking and dissolving all at the same time. Fresno, California. Fresno Fire is at the scene of a chemical spill at a company called Black Rock Chemical. They are reporting a possible acid mixture causing an acidic gas to be released. Is it deadly hydrochloric acid gas? Is it deadly hydrogen chloride gas? Is it deadly nitric acid gas? Nobody knows! You ask too many questions! Delta County, Michigan. Meth heads in the UP. Two Escanaba residents were arrested after an Upper Peninsula Task Force investigation led to the discovery of a meth lab. The Upers are tight, Clay Pigeon. Tight! Hold it, hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. Jeez. Overturned tankers, geyser eruptions, ground pinto beans, pinto beans, corrosive orange liquids, acidic gas releases. Can it get any worse? I don't know if the glisters can take it. Glister, do you want a bonus hazmat item? They say yes. Litchfield, Connecticut. Multiple first responders were called to the Cozy Hill Campground for a large-scale hazmat incident. Multiple people became sick in the campground, reporting vomiting, burning in the eyes and nose, hacking, retching, and fainting. 
The campground owner said she believes that the horrific incident was caused by a young boy playing with his parents' anti-bear pepper spray. What's your first name, man? Mickey. Mickey, your shirt, it says F love. It caught my eye. Do you really feel that way about love? I don't really feel that way because I, I, I just like the t-shirt, but I do love love. But I have definitely dealt with people that keep this slogan in the back of my mind. It's a protection. It's a fence. It's a mental protection of my heart. Have like, you been burned by Oh, it? yeah. Burned. That's what I'm saying. I've met people in my lifetime that have burned me to where this is stuck in my oh, head. Oh, you got cynical about yeah, love. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's in the back of my head. I love love, but I'm always... Now, because of the people I've dealt with in the beginning, I always... Did they do you wrong? Yeah, do me wrong. And, and, in, the, and in the back of my head, it's always going to be there. That do you have it now? Do you feel like the right one is out there? I feel, I feel like I'm with the right one. But there's still a thin line between love and hate. How do you maintain positivity in this world we're in right now? Being around good vibes, people with good vibes, people that love life, people that have visions, people that want to make the world a better place. And Are you optimistic about the future? Super optimistic. Super optimistic. As long as I'm living, I'm 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 optimistic. I saw your sign. You're out uh, headed to a protest. Yeah, this protest is called No Justice, No Seat. And it's being put on by the unions and the socialists. I remember a time growing up when it seemed like we were a lot less divided, when people were a lot more moderate. Do you think we can ever return to that? I actually do think so. I think that there is a sense of desperation right now because the common people are not being taken care of by each other or by the government. No matter which side of the aisle we're on, what's the best way to, to reach across without creating rancor or anger? I think the best way to reach across is to give things to people. You know, you don't arrive at a party empty-handed. Feed the people, don't feed the fire. Thanks for your time. Thank you. What's your first name? Rebecca. Rebecca, you were so nice to stop and take a moment for me. How do you stay positive? We watch the news today, they show us so much bad news and try to get us all agitated and worried. How do you handle it? Remind people that nobody makes reports on good stories. For every, I feel like for every good, um, for every bad news story that's published, there are 10 more that could have been um, positive that they didn't. So you're optimistic about the future. I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about somebody who's feeling down in our audience today? Somebody who's having a hard time? How could you lift them up? What would you say to cheer that person up? Things gotta get worse before they get better. Do you really believe that old adage that it's always darkest before the dawn? Well, I mean, it is true. There are, everybody goes through hard times. Have but you gone it's like, through some tough times yourself? Currently, yes. What's and going on? Let's not even, we're not even gonna get into that right now. But like, the point is, you gotta get through the bad times before things can get better. I appreciate your time today. All the best to you. You're saying. This is your favorite cheesemonger, Wendy Del Formaggio, with your weekly cheese report. <laughs> Listener Alec recently asked me a bunch of good questions. 
and one about pairing beer and wine with cheese. He's not the first, and it's not a good question for me to answer. Aww. To me, most wine is nasty. Wine. Wicked. Intoxicating. Nasty. Effervescence. Most beer makes me gag. We got Lone Star, PBR, Rollin' Rock, Shinerbach, Moose, True, Low Duels, Heffenbison, Ziegenbach. And hard liquor tastes like burning. Right on a double backflip. But my profession requires me to know something about this topic. And it's way more than I can cover in 90 seconds. You want to pair cheese with wine? Yes. Which cheese? I don't know. Which wine? Red? Do you mean a soft red or a tannic red? Same goes with beer. Yeah. There's a lot of varieties out there. And if you've been paying attention, you know there's a lot of cheese varieties, too. Tilsit, Cheshire, Gouya, Emmental, Red Windsor, Norwegian Jarlsberger, Liptar, Lancashire, Danish Blue, Double Gloucester, and Dorset Blue Vineyard. So here's my answer. Start with one. Uno. The cheese or the drink, and go from there. Consult the cheese books, like Steve Jenkins's The Cheese Primer or Laura Werlin's The All-American Cheese and Wine Book. Ask the cheesemonger at the shop. Go online. Or just take a risk. Open the bottle. Unwrap the cheese. Does it taste good together? Yes. Hooray! Is it bad? No. Then put one of the items away for later and try again. Everyone's palate is different. We all don't like the same things. Right. And if you want the most basic, easiest to remember rule for pairing, go by region. Interesting. Pick a cheese and a beverage made in the same place, as close as possible. Terroir, the flavor of a particular place, will rarely let you down. Be brave. What's the worst that could happen? Back to you, Clay. everybody three minutes in front of nine time for a look at today in history this monday october 8th it happens to be also johnny ramone's birthday or would have been and cj ramone too odd huh 1871 four major fires break out on the shores of lake michigan in chicago peshtigo that was the most serious fire uh, Peshtigo, Wisconsin, Holland, Michigan, and Manistee, Michigan, including the Great Chicago Fire, and as I mentioned, the much deadlier Peshtigo Fire. 1967, guerrilla leader Che Guevara and his men are captured in Bolivia. 
1971, all those years ago, John Lennon releases his mega hit, Imagine. And we're still imagining. Did you ever go to Cats on Broadway? Somebody out there has, probably more than one, probably several. 1982, Cats opens on Broadway and runs for nearly 18 years before closing on September 10th, 2000. Springsteen's on Broadway now, right? Did a lot of shows. <laughs> 2001, U.S. President George W. Bush announces the establishment of the Office of Homeland Security. And in 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger is elected the governor of California. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 28 years old, six foot two, 240 pounds. You got to shock the muscle, shock the muscle, and shock the muscle with different kind of training principles. Expose your weak points. You're gonna go and hit those marks, and then you move the bar higher, then you move the bar higher, and you feel that with hard work, you can achieve the goals and you can become successful. You got to shock the muscle, shock the muscle. Billy got back from Alabama, banana-colored pajamas. Billy got back from Arkansas and thought he might go and break the law. So he went to Nome, Alaska, then he went to Blair, Nebraska, then he went to Arizona. Glenn Miller played his trombona, then he went to California, living in a bachelor paddle, then he went to Colorado, then Connecticut. Then he placed the fanny paddle underneath his butt. The donkeys start to rot. The dandelions come up in the spring in Delaware. Yes, I met you in Dover. You said your life was over. You moved down to Florida. Somewhere south of Georgia We had Mahi Mahi Didn't a tiki restaurant Remind you of Hawaii Idaho Potato Illinois In the driving snow They say that Indiana No place to go Iowa A lot of money Iowa A lot of money Louisiana hot and sunny On the Mississippi with a hippie from Laredo Michigan I never thought I'd see you again It's hard cause my vision is blurry I'm going down to the Gateway Arch In St. Louis, Missouri most of the sweat on my bandana Came from Helena, Montana I miss Baltimore, MD But I don't think she misses me Oh, Baltimore North Carolina Blue Earth, Minnesota North Dakota dreams Of old Kentucky River streams 
jeans. Grandfather in his Wrangler jeans. Oh, but now grandfather's dead. He died wearing his kids. He's out back in the shed. Where he is surely moldering the whole day through. Oh, hi, where is your salvation? Youngstown home of Boom Boom Mancini, Phil Keggy and Glass Harp, the Michael Stanley Band, and the Lemon Pipers. It rained until it ran through the windshield wipers. Billy Bob and Dan were babies still in diapers, in their loves and pampers. We threw their dirty diapers into trash cans between the campers. Now the people in the Winnebago smell the baby's hot potato festering in the trash can. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.